Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It's in this league with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. Welcome back. It's hour two of In This League right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Chris Welsh, and you can find me on Twitter at Is It The Welsh. That is Scott Bogman. You can find him on Twitter at Bogman Sports. We cover all the things that you could possibly want from the foods from the nerdy mm-hmm. star wars stuff our secret show we just did a whole nerd star wars episode because of some just ridiculous human being <laughs> that is starting a rebellion against disney a real rebellion yeah there's really like, nothing we don't talk about our rebellion is going to be better than hashtag me too apparently. yeah there's really not a lot that we nerds. that we don't talk about and you can also go check us out over at patreon.com slash itl army where those said uh secret shows are where they are comedy shows and they are completely inappropriate so maybe you'd like them we do a whole bunch of other stuff live video chats um different you know, i do i cover prospects stuff like that so it's a cool place if you're into sports you're into fantasy and you want a uh, wild and crazy uh community by the way, if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports, but you're sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, go try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches, and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. If you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement. No more dealing with late lineup scratches, no experts to compete against, just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon signup, and choose your matchups using the Props Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. The Decision 3.0. Is it 3.0? Yeah, it is 3.0. Is upon us. I forgot we had the first one where it was Miami and we had the second one back to Cleveland. And now the decision 3.0 is literally just going to go to LA. Why is he not do? Why is LeBron not doing a video like a four part video series? Like Paul George is doing. Uh, I doesn't want to make it all about himself. I had no idea that Paul George was doing a four. Are you serious? Dude, no. Every person has, you see those rumors that came out a couple days ago where it was like, Oh, Paul George, uh, Paul George might, um, opt in to stay with, uh, you know, the Thunder. Right, right. Well, I heard he might opt in and then he might, uh, you know, go somewhere else. Like, well, you know, dude, Indiana wants him back. He has a deal. 
of a, of doing a um like a four part. I don't know where it, it's a it's a documentary series on his free. Agency oh, okay, so it'd be really boring if he was just like, yeah, I'm going to L.A. Why, why would he do that? Well, no, no, that's what you do. Why would he do it if he was staying in Oklahoma City? You do it because you're leaving the team. You're going to create drama. You're going to make it feel well, like what you're I'm returning. saying is creating drama is saying that hey, maybe I'll stay. Maybe I'll go to Indiana. Maybe yes. I'll go to L.A. Not just. Yeah, I'm going to L.A. 100%. So you can film four parts of this, and that's it. A hundred percent. And I was asking, like, why isn't LeBron doing it? Like, of course, because he doesn't want to make it all about him. Why would he do that? He would never televise a decision <laughs> to leave and go to another place. That's not like him. He's very humble. Uh, I saw him uh, him and his son jumping off uh, cliffs into the water the other day, and I was like, is this really smart for a guy that could be making, uh, you know, whatever it is, $40 million a year I mean, to be doing in the summer? He doesn't I mean, money ever again. But I thought was great about that is the shot you look, and you're like, oh, my God. You're like, to your point, you're like, what are you doing, man? You're sitting up on a cliff, and then he jumps, and you're like, you jumped like 12 feet. You're like 12 hey, feet into the water. Go to a water park with Joel Embiid. That looks like fun. You see so. Joel Embiid uh, introduce Mobamba uh, Mo to the uh, I NBA? I saw that. Yep. You want to yep. lose 100 bucks? Well, did you see the other thing that he said? It was, um, oh, God, what was it? It was he beat TJ McConnell in a video game, and he thought TJ McConnell was going to cry, and he was in his face screaming at how worthless he is. So he's like, that's what I like to do. It's like I like to get in people's face and tell them they're terrible to their face. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Look, I don't know. I like it. A bit I much. Like I mean, it's a little bit much, but you know, he doesn't maybe know. maybe get a hold of your son, Joel Embiid. Uh, I'll I'll talk to him. So LeBron James, he declined thirty five point six million dollars for his player option in two thousand eighteen with the Cavs, and he gone. But uh, as the reports are out there, the, the most likely teams are the the ones that are not going to have to facilitate things to sign him. You know what I mean? They got the cap room. The only facilitation would be if he signed like a long-term deal. So he would sign with the Cavs and they do a, like a, a sign-and-trade type of thing. So there's that that could exist. But the teams that are the most likely are the Lakers and the Sixers. They've got the money to make this happen. And, of course, the Cavs. The Cavs are the ones that could give him the absolute most money. But when you decline $35 million, it's probably not about playing with the team that can give you the most money. You want the place with the best opportunity. Obviously, for him, it's not Cleveland. L.A., the guy wants to be like, it just wants to be everything. He wants to be a star. It's built for him. He'll go. He'll play with Magic. He's going to reestablish the Lakers. He's going to go build another stupid super team. He'll have all the advertising dollars. He's probably getting movie parts, and the money is going to be relatively the same. It's been the biggest no-brainer to me. That he's going to be a lot. Yeah, yeah I mean, you say he's going to L.A. like it's already done, and I just don't. I don't buy it. I felt. I felt so. it's done. I, I will be shocked if he signed with the Sixers. I would be shocked. I wouldn't be like well, shocked if he resigned with the Cavs. I think that's. That I would think be like, that's okay. the most likely scenario. I think really? the resigning with the Cavs is the most likely scenario. I think the only reason that L.A. or Philly or uh, Houston or any other team is even a possibility is because he hates. Uh, Gilbert so much. I think that is the only reason why these things are up in the air is what do you because think? his what? fractured relationship with ownership. But why did he opt out then? Is it to like let the Cavs make the moves and then he'll sign for whatever's left over? I, yeah, I, I mean, he, he opts out because he gets to make whatever decision he wants. That's why he'll only ever sign a one-year deal. But I don't, but uh, he's not going to return. If he doesn't, 
if he doesn't like that situation, he can go literally wherever else. But he's he not going to return to that garbage team with the Cavs. He did everything he could with that team. His decision is: Do I want to go play with Kevin Love, or do I want to go and potentially be able to play with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard with the Lakers? That are no, spend I understand. Money. And it's well, what I'm saying aren't. is wherever he goes, he's going to sign a one year deal. So he's not going to go to L.A. and sign a five year deal or 10 year deal. LeBron is the ultimate one year deal guy at this point in his career, like because wherever he wants to go, they'll find a way to take him. So he doesn't have to sign a long term deal to get his money and get it guaranteed. He's already got, like you said, at the top, he's already got more than enough money. He'll only ever sign one year max contracts. And if something happens, you know, if he's in L.A. for a year and goes, what did I do? do this is terrible all this la stuff is a total distraction Uh, i can't play with these guys you know whoever is ball selfish i can't get along with the coach this is we're never going to beat the warriors this isn't going to work he can go wherever else he wants and he'll do that whether he's with cleveland or la or boston or philly or Houston or wherever he's handpicking his team he's getting out he's like on slack or whatever and he's hitting up kd he's like yo you want to come play with me like he, all he's doing is recruiting right now. It's not going to Cleveland. Okay, he's not going to go to Cleveland. It's about the Lakers. He's recruiting for the Lakers. Magic Johnson is the ultimate. I don't care about the rules, um, and I'm just going. I don't to care tamper. about tampering. I'm going to just right. tamper. You know, those two have been on Group Me or something talking. And that's why Magic is out here being like, he, how confident is Magic being like, if I don't have this turnaround, I'll quit. I'll be done. Because what? Why do you think the Lakers are making this huge push? Because they know they need to get Kawhi. They, they've got to have, they probably have some deal where it says, if you got Kawhi, I'm coming to LA. Why would they make that move for Kawhi if they don't have confidence that LeBron James is coming? Can they pull that trade off? Well, I, I mean, whether you get LeBron James or not, don't you still want Kawhi? I don't think there's they're going out there saying, well, we have to get Kawhi to get LeBron. I think Kawhi is also really good. Yeah, I, no, mean, I, I mean, sure, but but the whole point is they want to build. I think Kawhi also wants, he's going to want that assurance if they're, if he's going to be, you know, if he's going to be locked up with them. I mean, right, they, I mean, look, the goal for L.A. is to get Kawhi, Paul George, and LeBron. Yeah, right? and they're going to have to give but, up everything to do it. But I think they would settle with Kawhi and Paul. Paul George, if LeBron decides to stay in Cleveland, if he decides to go to Philly or whatever, they improve their team immensely by getting those two guys either way. Another option so I, out there, you know, that we haven't we haven't really talked about, you could have a situation where what if the third guy is not Paul George? What if it's Chris Paul? Chris Paul and, and LeBron James Chris are best Paul's friends. in Houston. So, he's not staying in Houston, is he? Yeah, yes. Did he sign? Chris Paul's staying in Houston. Did he sign? Uh, not yet, but he's going to. Are so, you sure? Chris Paul, yes. Chris Paul is working harder to try to get LeBron to come to Houston than he is working on his own contract. So he's not worried about what he's doing. He's re-signing but he Houston. Can't. I mean, but Houston's like, they're over the cap. Yeah, but they would make they would make some moves. I mean, I know that the Kings are looking to take bad contracts to get picks back, so you could deal Ryan Anderson. But he doesn't want to, to the play Kings. in Houston. LeBron doesn't want to play. He wants to play in L.A. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't Chris Paul go back if he could play with Kawhi Leonard and I mean, imagine Chris Paul has already said he's staying in Houston. Like he said it. I know. Look, it doesn't mean anything until the everything's signed. I understand that, but I think it would be an upset. If Chris Paul winds up somewhere else, well, the, uh, uh, he me, wants the to only, stay in Houston because they were so close to beating the Warriors without anybody else, without LeBron, without Paul George, or whoever else they could, without Kawhi, who else they could possibly the add. The only whatever. scenario is if he's going there to play with Kawhi and and LeBron James. That's that's it. That would be the only one because he, yes. he's been in LA. He, he he was traded to the Lakers, and then David Stern was like, nah, nah. Like he he <laughs> would do. I think he would do that. And if you look at the balance 
that a team, these guys are smart enough to realize what is it we've got to do to beat Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green. We can't just throw a bunch of stars. You can't just throw Carmelo and and Paul George and Russell Westbrook together. That doesn't work. That that doesn't work. You've got to have the balance. Kawhi Leonard, shut down defender. Chris Paul, I mean, great defender. One of the best point guards in the league with LeBron James. You have those three. You can pair out any other buyout contract players, and you can make it work. If the if the Lakers could do that and keep maybe one of their guys, maybe they lose Randall, maybe they can they're going to lose. Um, maybe they can keep Kuzma. You, maybe you keep Kuzma. They're open you trade to trading Ingram, uh, Paul, Ingram. Paul. Right. Yeah, they want. Yeah, Ingram is as good as gone. You keep one of your guys. Then you go out, maybe they purchase, you know, a guy or two that got bought out. You know, there, there's a couple of those guys that are looming. I think LeBron would look at that and say, this is the team. Like, as much as you like Paul George, uh, I think he would look at it same even if it was Paul George and Chris Paul. I think that's I think that's a sleeper option. But to me, it is 99% LeBron James. What would you do if you're LeBron? I mean, I think obviously since you're so hard-headed in this, LeBron is going to the Lakers. That's it. Uh, Apparently, Chris Paul is going there. Apparently, Kevin Durant's going to leave the Warriors and go to the Lakers. (laughs) Well, that's definitely just every player is going to the Lakers. No, it's it's, apparently. I don't. I think the I think Durant's not going anywhere. He's not. Why would he go anywhere? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's already he's openly said I am. I think Paul's an option because of the friendship. And he would. Why would he not be tempted? Then to why go back isn't to LeBron to Houston an option because of the? Friendship? Why would you want to go to Houston? Because they almost beat the Warriors, and if they had LeBron, they would have. Yeah, but LeBron James. And they will. Got, but he got to the, he got to the finals with the Cavaliers. Well, he doesn't want to be Why would he want to go to the? Why would he want to go to the Lakers to go to in LA. the West when he's not getting in the finals? I to me it makes more sense lifestyle. If it, to me it makes more sense for LeBron to go to Philly or to go to Boston because wherever you go in the East. You are walking into the finals. You know what my problem is? It, I don't think it's about that. Even I think if he stays control. in Cleveland, I think he walks into the I finals. think it's about control. The guy is, he wants to control. Why would he go to Houston when it's James Harden's team? Why is he going to go to Philly when you've got uh, Embiid in town? I mean, I guess I could see that, but also, why would you live Please, in Philly? Why Embiid, would you go to Philadelphia? Well, why would you break. go to Philadelphia? He wants to go to L.A. His to kids win are out a there. ring. I, I mean, to be honest, this comes down to what do you want, LeBron? Do you want to win rings to compete with Jordan at the end of your career where it says, you know, who's the best player to ever play basketball? Or are you going to L.A. to be in movies, get a bunch of money, and maybe beat the Warriors? Maybe beat the Rockets. But what makes you so, say that he they're not going to make – he goes to L.A., handpicks his team, gets Kawhi and Paul George, let's just call it. Why would that be not thousand times more ideal – than going to Philadelphia or going to the Rockets. Why would you not want to because, handpick well, a team, go to the in, Lakers? Look, in Philly, you walk to you walk to the finals. No one else in, in the, the East, East sure. is competing with you. If you go to Boston, you walk to the finals. No one else is competing with you. If you stay in Cleveland and you don't add anything, it's tougher to get to the finals, but you just did it. Like You're probably going to wind up doing it again. So uh, if you go to Houston, Houston already has a really good team. And they almost beat the Warriors. You know, they took them to seven in the Western Conference Finals. So uh, that you have a possibility to beat the Warriors to go to the finals. If you go to L.A. and you add a couple stars, it's still a really good team. But now you have to go through probably Houston and Golden State to get to the finals. That is a tougher road to get to the finals than it is in the East where you walk in. That's my that's what I'm saying. And it all comes down to. Does LeBron want to say, look, I'm the best player ever. I can go to L.A. 
hopefully we can get Kawhi. If we can't, we're at least going to get Paul George, and maybe we can add another star at the deadline, whatever it is. And uh, I'm good enough to beat the Warriors with these guys. Or does he want to say, F this, I'm going to do the Kevin Durant, I'm going to the Rockets, and now we have two super teams in the Western Conference. So, I mean, wouldn't that be ridiculous in the West if if LeBron is in Houston and Golden State? I mean, who is going to come out of the East and even challenge either one of those teams? Yeah, no, I, I think what you're saying makes a lot of logic from like a fan standpoint and you break it down. No, I, it doesn't. It makes it. Or from a basketball is, standpoint. This, sure, that's fine. Yeah, this from is a basketball LeBron's standpoint, but, man. But, but like, I don't like think it's his standpoint. Money or rings. The guy wants, the guy wants all the money. And he wants all the control. The guy is the absolute control person. He, he, To me, LeBron James is not a player that goes into someone else's house. He owns the house. You go to the Rockets, you're going into someone else's house. You go into Philly, you're just going to a gross place. I think L.A. is it. It, it is all about L.A. It's about playing with... Um, so Philly, you're going to a gross it's place. It's just going to a gross place. This what is a is fascinating conversation. Problem? Oh, here I'm going to miss. Unfortunately, this conversation you're about to have, uh, and I'll be back for the third hour that you're going to have with Aaron Bruski. Ask Bruski about this. I am dead set on it, and we will regroup on the basketball podcast, and we'll regroup here when the decision is made because it is very likely by the time the next show has happened, this decision will have gone down. LeBron wants to to make this happen, and I don't. I think it's going to be hard pressed to see the other chips fall until LeBron has made his decision or if you start seeing guys like Paul George and Chris Paul making the decision then I think they have insider information obviously because LeBron James all right well don't go anywhere because we have got more coming up Bogman's interview with Hoop Balls Aaron Bruski that's coming up for more basketball talk that's Bogman I'm the Welsh this is in this league we'll be back Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses. No strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome in this league. I love you. Ready to party! We are back, and that loud cheer you hear is uh, everyone being so happy that the Welsh had to leave. Because now it is just me and my good friend from hoop-ball.com, Aaron Bruski. You can find him on Twitter at Aaron Bruski. If you don't know who he is, you're not into fantasy basketball. That's just all there is to it. So he has been with RotoWire. He started his own site, and he is the absolute man. Aaron, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing a lot better after that lead in. <laughs> well, you know. Can I you just follow can. me around and talk about me? I'll just be your hype man. That's right. Everybody needs a good hype, man. <laughs> yeah, I think I could follow you around. What's the pay? What do we start at? So, Ooh, that's where things go downhill. Oh, man. <laughs> I so. might have to settle for a lower quality hype, man. <laughs> well, hey, look, I, I, I won't let you talk about my friend Dan like that. So. Ooh. <laughs> Sharpen the knives early. Oh, Dan knows I love him. So how how was did you enjoy the draft? Are you ready for a vacation? Free agency's coming up. It, you know, you're not gonna get that long to do it. So 
How you, you has know, this offseason been treating you? Uh, pretty good. I think the uh, the finals were kind of painless. I think we didn't have to pay attention as much. It didn't go seven, obviously. And that gave us a little bit of extra breathing room. I think we got like two days off in there. And then um, to me, draft, for whatever reason, wasn't as crazy this year. There wasn't as many trades. I don't even think there Man, was a trade. it was kind of disappointing. Like, I thought there was going to be all kinds of action going on. But, uh, yeah, there were very few trades. It's kind of that way in free agency, too, though. I mean, obviously, you got LeBron at the top, Paul George, Kawhi doing his thing. And, and it's there's a lot going on. I think that the balance of power could tilt pretty good. Uh, but the um, there's not a lot going on. There's not a lot of money uh, for these teams to spend. The uh, restricted free agent class isn't that juicy. So it feels well, like we kind of. But I, of course, I, I'm a huge Clint Capella fan. That's right. That's right. That's why he, I had he, not, of course. Well, I mean, <laughs> he could get a he could get a max offer. I wouldn't be against it. Um, but we'll get into that. I'm sure the uh, it's good to have a nice little. Uh, break the last couple days and then we'll get a break at about july 10th of lebron makes his decision quickly that's what that's what the writers are rooting for yes yes get it over with so that's what i want to start you off with here is the welsh and i just spent a whole segment arguing about where lebron james is going to wind up in free agency because the welsh just says he's going to la i don't know what anyone else is thinking i don't know why anyone else would think it would be any different he has to go to L.A. because, you know, the money's going to be there. He can be, you know, in movies on the side projects. He's going to make so much money being in a gigantic market. I say, why wouldn't he want to stay in the East? Because wherever he is in the East, it seems like he's going to walk into the finals. And if he's going to go to the West, why not go to Houston and play with your best friend, uh, Chris Paul, with James Harden, who almost beat the Warriors last year, I think adding one of the best two players of all time in LeBron James would probably put them over that hump. Where do you think he's going to wind up? I hate to burst your bubble, but I think it's LA, the Lakers. I I hate to say it. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, and if Philly, I think Philly would be the team that has a shot here. Boston has so much, you know, working for them already. I don't think they want to step into those waters. And so you start looking around and you go, what teams can make an impact? And really it's Philly that has sort of that need and also some space. But I, I also sense that Philly doesn't really have a decision maker right now. You know, Brett Brown is in charge, but, you know, <laughs> to what degree? And, and and really the Colangelos still have their tentacles wrapped around that franchise a little bit. Um, you know, Jerry was was particularly pissed off and really threatened to, to rain hell, you know, like uh, Wyatt Earp. Uh <laughs> Hell's coming with me. He, um, you tell him. <laughs> isn't that the greatest moment? That, uh, awesome. that, that when he slaps up Billy Bob. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a great moment. He, um, but so if you're Brett Brown, like I, the only way I think it works for LeBron to go there is if uh, Ben Simmons isn't there. I don't think they want to play Ben Simmons off ball. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. So are you trading Ben Simmons if you're Philly? To get LeBron, I mean, I think everybody would sort of knee-jerk say, yeah. But really, LeBron's got to be all in before you start to go down that road. And I just don't see that. Um, So, yeah, I think it's L.A., man. I just – I'm disappointed to hear that because I I would think that either he would want to add pieces in Cleveland 
because he's done this thing where he left before and the people hated him. I think it would be less like that now because they have won a championship in Cleveland and uh, people know that he has problems with ownership there. Um, you know, they basically traded half the team to bring in the guys that he wanted at the all-star break. So it's, you know, it's not like he doesn't have control in Cleveland, but for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to be working out, you know, and of course, you know, I'm a Rockets fan. I would love to see him in Houston. I don't think that that is uh, a real possibility for this off season, but I think in LA, you know, you have, if, if he does go to LA, do they have to add Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for them to compete with Golden State and Houston. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's kind of what the holdup is here. I think the holdup is actually surrounding Kawhi. Kawhi being the better player between he and Paul George. I think teams are progressing as if he's healthy. I think that as you go through these kinds of trade processes and talks, you know, you get down to the brass tacks pretty quick. Like this is the injury situation, you know, trust but verify, all that good stuff. And so if you're LeBron and you're trying to figure out, okay, what's LA going to do? LA is trying to figure out, and these are the stories that trickled out over the last 24 hours is LA's telling San Antonio, Hey, we really got to get this done now. And San Antonio is going great. We love that leverage, you know? So that, <laughs> that dance is playing out. And so LeBron probably sitting back saying, all right, well, I can make it work with Paul George. I can make it work with Kawhi. And hell, maybe we can make it work with all, all three of them. There, there are some scenarios where they'd have to get rid of a lot of talent. And you got to ask yourself, if you're the Lakers, how much? I mean, you're probably not worried about losing Julius Randle. You know, Brandon Ingram, yeah, that could hurt. But really, is he in the same category of, of players as any of those other guys? No. And you go down the list. And the thing people are talking about right now is Lonzo Ball. You know, this, this thing about his knee right. that kind of everybody knew already and it gets announced now. Was that was that Lonzo's team basically saying, "Hey, don't trade for me, I, I'm hurt," and <laughs> trying to keep his, um, you know, keep himself in L.A. They wedged their spot in L.A. in the draft, so um, yeah, I would not put it past them saying, "Hey, don't trade me." What what is that? What do you think that trade looks like for San Antonio, though? If it gets done within the next a week or so here. Do you think that that is like Lonzo has to be going back to San Antonio in that deal for them to get Kawhi? I don't think they want Lonzo. And that's the thing. That's the funny part. So Lonzo, I don't think San Antonio wants him. So I think they're looking really Do they closely. Not want him because of his, he doesn't fit or because of the sideshow with LeVar and all that. Uh, I think it's probably 60, 70% LeVar, but then I think 30, 40% the evaluation of Lonzo as a player. He's he's going to have to stop taking these kind of ridiculous threes. Um, he made a good amount of them, but you know when you're uh, a Greg Popovich coach team, he's not really down with the just run down and jack, you know, philosophy. And and I think that I think they're okay with his uh, playmaking, his defense. You know, the rebounding, I think they're cool with those things. But that one little characteristic, which gets underplayed in the media because of the dad always out there hooting and hollering. Lonzo's got that same gene. You know, he wants to go down and run down and, and make you look bad. So I think that and they've already got DeJounte Murray. You know, it's it, DeJounte Murray might be a better version. Yeah. Might be a better version. I don't know. Um, the. So I think they're looking at Brandon Ingram. And then after that, 
I don't know that the Lakers have that many assets that that kind of fit with with what San Antonio is all about. Um, I thought that the Spurs had practically no leverage here. Uh, I think the Lakers, because if you're going to bring in LeBron, you're going to bring in a Kawhi or a Paul George. You do got to get rid of players. And it makes sense for the Lakers to not get thrifty at this point in time. You know, if if the Spurs are willing to deal and, and they're saying, we got to do this right now because we got it, it only makes sense for us to do this if LeBron's coming and, you know, they they make this play right now. Um, you know, Spurs might say, give us Brandon Ingram and a pick and, and the Lakers might oblige. Now, let me ask you this. If LeBron decides to stay in Cleveland, but Kawhi winds up with the Lakers and Paul George signs with the Lakers, are the Lakers now a contender in the West, a true contender? Probably not based on experience because, you know, Paul George has not really performed extraordinarily well in the playoffs. He's had some good games. He hasn't been terrible. Um, You know, playing in the finals against a team like the Warriors that's been there, done that. The only kind of thing they can do is beat themselves, which they almost did against your Rockets. And um, but I think if you throw LeBron with one of those other players and they keep, you know, uh, the, the, they don't strip the rest of the team away. You know, they kind of keep some semblance of a core. You know, you're going to get some veterans that come in there and want to play for a championship contender. I think they can compete with the Warriors. The Warriors have this kind of this Achilles heel that nobody's really exposed, and that's their lack of size. And so when you start getting to be able to play LeBron at the four, Paul George or Kawhi at the three, and you can start to load up out there at the perimeter with guys that can switch and defend and clutch and grab and the things that have stopped the Warriors in the playoffs. I, I think that, yeah, you're on to something um, you know, with that. And if, if the three of them somehow get together, I'd probably pick them as a favorite. You would pick them as a favorite over the Warriors? If, they if got you got LeBron, you got LeBron, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, yeah, I'd do it. I'd drive to Reno right now. Man, I think it would be fairly close. Uh, you know, not not because those guys aren't good or anything. I just think the the experience of the Warriors would give me I would take them a little bit just because they've been there done. That. It would be close. Yeah. It would it would absolutely be close. But I got worries about some of the Warriors. I mean like Draymond Green has the ability to turn it on, but I, I worry about his lateral quickness and his explosion. He's kind of a little bit of a bigger guy, a little heavier set. I think Clay could suffer from some of that. Uh, Steph could most certainly suffer from some of that. I think uh, Durant's quickness will be fine. But the, the big thing with them is they still, despite their many championships, still don't really know how to play basketball, which yeah. is wild to me. They don't turn on until the third quarter, like every single game. Like you said, you know, I my Rockets are very, very good, but they would take advantage of what the Warriors were giving them. 100%. Yeah. So don't don't think I didn't notice that little jab at the Rockets. Bruce. I, you know, hey, look, I, I picked <laughs> the Rockets at the beginning of last year as the team that could compete with the Warriors. Yeah, and, and you were right. You're a smart it's, man. You know, you put together P.J. Tucker, Trevor Ariza, you know, Chris Paul. You, you got some, and, and Clint Capella. You got some nasty defenders there. So, I mean, Paul George winds up in L.A., right? Like, we heard some of this story about how, oh, he may want to opt in, but he wound up opting out. The Welsh tells me there's someone is doing a documentary on him, a four-part series, so they're probably just trying to build drama for that. He's definitely going to the Lakers, right? He's funny, man. He's got all the, 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 the commercials, and he just, like, he's a classic L.A. guy. I, yeah, he's going to L.A. I think, 
I think the Lakers are trying to figure out how to make that damn super team. Yeah. But I, it's 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 tough if you're if you're picking between Paul George and Kawhi. I mean, Paul George is pretty healthy, really lengthy defender, can really do some things against the Warriors. Um, but yeah, he wanted he wants to be in LA, I think. And why would you want to play in, in Oklahoma City right now? Yeah, I mean, seriously, why would you want to play in Oklahoma City? Uh, I, I, you know, I to me, it just blows my mind that people want this to happen. Like, if you think that the Warriors and their fans are annoying, do you not remember what it was like with Shaq and Kobe in L.A.? Like, those are the most obnoxious people in the world. So I, I'm in Sacramento. I'm not a Kings fan, but <laughs> yeah, I can attest to what it's like at a at a Kings game. You know, the Lakers fans come out of the woodwork. Yes. And They're just like Cowboys fans for those. Oh, of you yeah. Who are not yeah. The, the you know, you know, the only fan that's worse. And, and I really respect these fans, but they got like a subset of them that are just the worst of the worst. And that's Raider fans. Oh, yeah. Come on. Every everybody knows that. I mean, not looking to get stabbed. So, you know, I don't, I've never heard any horrible stories like that with Laker fans. Uh, you know, maybe I haven't been listening. What about a former king, Brewski? Uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Is he staying in New Orleans? He might find that that's the only place that he can get a semi-decent deal. Uh, Dallas is the, the, the kind of the sweepstakes if you're uh, a big man looking to get paid. They're looking at DeAndre, right? Because he just opted out. Well, that's the, the that's most the ridiculous. Rumor. It, this is the thing. Uh, he's ranked at the bottom of my list of ranks. If, if Self-plug here. If you go to uh, hoop-ball.com, the free agent ranks. I rank guys based on their money. Their projected money and kind of how good they're going to be. He's at the bottom. And when I heard the Dallas writer, Eddie Sefko, who probably hears from the team and has a good sense of what they might want to pay, he's like talking about $25 million per year. I wouldn't pay 15 for DeAndre Jordan. And he just opted out of like, what, 23? Something like that? 24, I believe, off the top of my head. And that's because he has a pretty good idea that he's getting signed. Yeah. so if you take that off the board, DeMarcus Cousins loses a big buyer. I think maybe after that, Washington becomes his probably best case scenario. But I think if you're New Orleans and you're trying to keep Anthony Davis happy, they do have a connection, those two players. They actually started playing well together towards the end of DeMarcus Cousins' season before he got hurt. He is a heavy dude coming off an Achilles injury with on-court issues, off-court issues. He thinks he's a point guard. He really... <laughs> He could dominate on the block every play if he wanted to, but he's like, nah, I'm going to cross you over and step back into a long two. It's um, tough. I think he'll get two to three years, maybe a three, third year with like a partial guarantee team option. Um, Anthony Davis's contract expires after three years, and, and that's I think they might line that up. Um, he's not getting any offers north of 20 million. I think it's going to be something in the ballpark of 16 to 18 million. And I think he, like a lot of other players, are going to want to take a, sh- a shorter deal, reestablish their value, and and wait till the cap goes up. Next season, it goes up to 109. You yeah. Know? So uh, here's the last one before we go a break. We got about a minute left. Clint Capella, my guy. I really want him to stay in Houston. I think his chemistry is perfect with Paul and Harden, and he's a great defender. Is he going to get a max offer from someone and are the Rockets in a position to match it? You know, I don't think he's going to get that max offer. I I mean, I thought he deserved it out of all of them. And if you take the Mavs out of the equation, which he would be a great fit next to Dirk, 
I just don't think there's like a team out there with the money and and the will to do it. And I think that Houston might kind of preemptively get him a deal that's say four, you know, five million short of the max, and and use that money to pay Chris Paul. Um, I think he's going to stay in Houston. I I do too. And I hope so. Well, stick around with us. We'll be right back with more Aaron Bruski, and we're going to talk about the draft after this break. We'll be right back. You know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. In this league. No one uh, asked you anything ever, so whomever's name is... In this league. Why don't you take a letter opener and stick it in your skull? Hey. All right, we're back. More Aaron Bruski to talk about the draft. If you don't know who Aaron Bruski is, I don't know what you're doing. He uh, runs and owns hoop-ball.com. He is a mega mind in the basketball world, especially the fantasy basketball world. And they've got their uh, free agent watch list up right now, and they got their draft guide coming up in about two months. That's the one I buy, guys. I don't buy many draft guides, but that is the one I buy. Whatever Brewski is working on is where I go. Find him on Twitter, at Brewski. So now I want to talk about the NBA draft. We talked about this a little bit earlier, how there wasn't a lot of uh, moves going on. And uh, that was kind of surprising. I think the biggest deal of the day was the Luka Doncic and Trey Young flipping spots deal. And the most stunning, really. I mean, the the Hawks, I don't know if this is new owner smell. I mean, Travis Schlenk, you'd think he has seen a thing or two in the league. I can't believe they made that pick or, or made that deal. Trey Young, to me, I don't think he can stay on the basketball floor uh, defensively. Yeah, he can pull up from anywhere, but I mean, even on a young team like Atlanta, some of that stuff's not going to fly. Um, so... It, this to me was like a classic, you know, draft day snafu. Um, that's gonna that's gonna really hurt him. And then Doncic, not only did the Kings blow it, but you know he goes to the Mavs and and really <laughs> goes to a great place, great organization, known for winning, great culture at least on the floor. And then uh, they, you know, he's gonna get a chance to play. And him and um, Dennis Smith make a pretty good one-two punch, you know, yeah. as far as a ball handling backcourt. Um, I, I, I'm excited for the Mavs. Is Luka going to be your number one uh, for this season, the number one rookie that you have for this year? <sighs> for fantasy leagues, um, it's a little hard to say before free agency. He's going to be up there, yeah. I mean, I think he has top 50 potential if everything goes right. I'm a little worried about his 
uh, the kind of first third of the season, I think that they might hold him back. But Rick Carlisle is not afraid to play guys if he believes in them. He played Dorian Finney-Smith like 28 minutes a game. He'll play. Uh, he played Dennis Smith 28 minutes a game. Right He's also not shoot. afraid to not play players if he doesn't Absolutely. believe in them. Like Nerland Snow, man, that guy. Uh, I, is there a chance? I know this is a little bit off track and off uh, – um, draft stuff, but do you think there's a chance Noel can sign somewhere else and turn his I, career around? I mean, the rumor was the Warriors, and oh. that's not fair, you know. Oh, no, that's not fair. And you throw that guy Why into that he defense. Why want to do that anyway? Like, doesn't he want to go somewhere and get minutes? Uh, I, I really am. Um, he's on kind of like eighth or ninth in our big man ranks. Um, he needs a great year, you know. I think he could. He's the kind of guy if he went to play for the Spurs for a year. He could then reestablish his value, a la Rudy Gay right now, who right. you know had a kind of subpar but didn't fall flat on his face type year. But everybody's like, "Oh, Rudy Gay had a great year, played for the Spurs, and gets that little Spurs bump." Um, I, I think he could, but their questions about his ability are real, whether it's the knee or just playing well. I think those questions for Nerlens Noel are real. He just can't. He was so good when he first came in the league, and you know he just really showed flashes. So he's just been such a huge disappointment because he goes to Dallas and you think, oh man, they got all that open playing time and because now they're looking for a big man. We just talked about it in the last segment, Brewski, where they're looking for Capella, they're looking at uh, DeAndre Jordan and they're the outside shot at DeMarcus Cousins. So it's just funny to see them not give this dude who potentially has talent um, some time because he got into Carlisle's doghouse. But you have covered the Kings. You did cover the Kings for a long time, and you I still, still do. Yeah, you still. I can't. I, as much as I would like to stop, they don't let me <laughs> stop. So, did they get this pick right? Is, is this the right pick with Marvin Bagley the uh, third? Did they finally kind of get one right? Where this is the one. This is not going to be Buddy Heald. And I know we've heard stuff about their. Um, you know how they can't just seem to turn any of these top picks with talent into anything because of the way they develop players i mean marvin bagley seems like a pretty good pick here and it seems like he's going to go in and contribute right away Did they get this one right mm, no i mean in a word no um here the, the problem is is they have some front court players that you know are not guys you want to just throw away. And that's not a reason you don't take Marvin Bagley, but uh, well, the stated reasons that they took Marvin Bagley are not that great. Uh, but you had a player in Luka Doncic that would have stepped into your small forward position. These guys have been struggling to find a small forward for years. Uh, Justin Jackson's not going to get it done. Um, they have, so they have this gaping hole. And it feels like they have zeroed in so much on Mario Hazonia that they are going – and, and picking almost from a positional need where they see they, they go, we don't like Scal. We don't like Willie, you know, and they, they would never come out and say this. But this is kind of the, the kind of the feeling, I think, around the team um, inside the building to some degree outside the building a lot. And so they bring in Marvin Bagley uh, Bagley. My thing is this. If he's going to be uh, a good defender, he's going to have to figure out how to do that at the four. And then if he can't do it at the four, which a lot of guys like him cannot, he's going to have to do it at the five. He's going to have to be able to provide some level of rim protection, and that's not really in his profile. So it kind of looks like they got like a younger, way more athletic version of a Zach Randolph, and they're going to have to build around that for years now. Um, if you have a if you have a big man that can't defend. It really puts your team 
into a bad spot. So, I mean, with Donkic, and he be, he looks just NBA ready. Um, that competition over there in EuroLeague is good. Right. He's out there at 19 years old making big shots. And, and yeah, you can see there's a little bit of speed issue. But when you got all the tools, when you got all the clubs in your golf golf bag, you can just get away with stuff. I mean, and, and he's going to do that, too. Like, I don't, I don't know if you saw that stuff floating around on Twitter. <laughs> She's pretty easy on the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was uh, I was happy about that. What about um, <laughs> what about DeAndre Ayton? Uh, I'm going to be in on on Luka Doncic watching this year, so they're they're going to go to her. Uh, uh, they're going to you, go to you and, and Andre Iguodala. That's right. Yeah, me me and Iggy got something in common now. So uh, yeah, they're going to go to her in the crowd more often than they went to AJ McCarron's wife during the national championship. Um, what do you think about DeAndre Ayton in Phoenix? I mean, it seems like you know. They just went with the guy that they think is the best. And I agree with that, especially if you're picking one overall. You have to take the best guy on the board. But they did pass on Luka. And they have some guys up front. Alex Len hasn't worked out. Dragon Bender hasn't worked out. They offered Marquise Chris up uh, during the draft, and there were no takers. So is he a guy that's going to come in and just immediately contribute? Uh, yeah, I think he will. Um, you know, and he's a guy, you know, for fantasy owners to definitely take a – a good hard look at he'll probably get overdrafted like all rookies do but the here's my worry about him he seems so top heavy you know he's coming into the league at 250 260 and he's just gonna get heavier he's gonna be about 280 290 you know when he's in his prime and how is that gonna look in the pick and roll in today's nba uh, offensively i wasn't as thrilled as everybody else was with this film he has some moves they don't look great is there something to work with yes is he the next incarnation of al jefferson on the block no uh he can shoot a little bit that's gonna help um i I worry about him defensively everything else i think it's a solid pick for the suns though because you do need a center if you're phoenix but i'll say if it was me i probably trade out of it or find a way to take luka Doncic. i felt like he was the one that was the safest. And, and you know what? I, I, I could make a case for Bagley and I could make a case for Mo Bamba as well. It, you know, it felt like it, it really it felt like the ties were so big. Right. Like the um, uh, the, the new coach. I forgive me. I forget. Igor uh, Kakostov. Is that how you say his name? The we'll new, go with that. <laughs> sure. Close <laughs> enough. So I'm trying, everybody. Um, so he's the new head coach of the Phoenix Suns, and you know he coached Luca over in in the Euro League. And uh, I heard his son was named after Luka Doncic. So uh, I, it was very strange to see them wind up passing on him and taking the big man. Do you think this was just a you know look? We have an athletic big man. We're at the top of the the draft, and also I know this shouldn't be a thing, but. It always is. He's local. You know, he went to U of A. So the Suns fans love that stuff. Uh, do you think that that was just the you got to get the big man? This is con- kind of like the taking Greg Oden with Kevin Durant's there. That's exactly what it felt like. And it also felt like Devin Booker was comfortable with him. It felt, who, by the way, general manager Devin Booker, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> uh, you've got Josh Jackson, who's like a two slash four, who knows what he is, right. who knows what he projects to be. Uh, TJ Warren, you know, what are you going to do with that guy? It seems like their entire team is is a bunch of three, four, two, threes. Um, so 
Aiton just sort of stood out there. I think once he became a consensus top one or two pick, they basically said, well, we really just need a big man. And the local angle, I'm sure, played out. Um, Sarver is involved, I would think, in, in that sort of a decision. Um, I don't know, you know, who who was really driving the boat on that. McDonough, you know, he is uh, well-respected around the league, you know, despite all of the struggles of the Suns, and I know you guys are a lot closer to it in many respects than I am, but the uh, it definitely felt like this is a Greg Oden, although uh, he's built way differently than Greg Oden. He is right. Aiton is a tank, man. He he, yeah, he is something I, I else. I don't think that he compares to Greg Oden as far as players go. I just thought the situation because it was, you know, find the faults in the guy behind the big guy. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what the Suns kind of did. Everybody's saying Kevin Durant is too skinny to last in the NBA. Well, guess what? He, you know, he is not. I mean, he may miss some games, but when he plays, he's still a top two or three player every single game in uh, the NBA. So I just thought that was weird. And I apologize if anyone heard my... uh, my fan tracks best ball horn go off in the background. That's very unprofessional. So, um, you know, it's I mean, people got fired over that horn. <laughs> They're just at work. That that horn is awful. Sorry, fan tracks. <laughs> I really love your stuff. I just don't like the horn. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, apparently up in my best ball draft, but luckily I have four hours to make that pick. Uh, we talked about Trey Young a little bit earlier. I mean, I've heard him compared to anyone from Steph Curry to Aaron Brooks. And I think the way you spoke earlier is you think that he's kind of going to land more towards the Aaron Brooks side than the Steph Curry side, of course. Um, but does he have a, does he have Aaron Brooks's explosion though? I mean, probably not. I think it's the what I was looking at was you know I've heard people say Curry, so I was trying to find the worst comparison. And in the Ringers draft guide, they had. Um, you know, shades of and Aaron Brooks was in there. So I just like he's the lowest guy I've seen a comparison to at all uh, as far as Trey Young goes. But what what do you think he's going to offer for this season? Because it seems like Dennis Schroeder is going to wind up being traded away and gone. I mean, he, there were rumors that he almost got traded during the draft. So it looks like Trey Young is going to walk into a starting role. Are you going to be high on him for fantasy this year? Um. No, I think I don't think he'll land on a team. And, and that's, you know, a lot of that has to do with the fact that he'll be overdrafted. So I won't have to worry about that decision. Um, I, in theory, they could play a junk ball brand and he could just get a ton of of touches and they, they run up down the floor and kick the ball around the court and have a bunch of turnovers and a bunch of garbage time basketball. And maybe he can emerge with value. You know, defensive stats are going to be an issue there. Uh, we'll see how that translates. The um, shooting percentages, I mean, God. And then in a nine-cat <laughs> league, he had 5.2 turnovers per game, if I recall correctly, last year. Obviously, they're going to bring him back a little bit. He has to, in order to really have fancy value, they're going to have to put him on a pitch count with the shots. They're going to have to take away the bad shots, take away the turnovers, and really, like, if he can sit in a 25-minute-per-game role coming off the bench, which they're probably not going to do, then I think he could have some value if he really tightens it up. But if he's killing your percentages, uh uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's going to be difficult. Can we stop having people compare Oklahoma guards to Steph Curry? Because it happened with the same thing happened with Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald's basically worthless now. 
Yeah, poor Buddy Heald. Um, <laughs> you feel he, bad he, for him because he's in Sacramento. <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, I'll say this about Heald, though. He's going to possibly be one of the best shooters in the NBA. His shot, when he's got his feet underneath him, he doesn't hit the rim at all. It's just this beautiful thing. Has no handle. You know, questionable decision making. Defense is a question mark. But he can shoot, man. So my favorite prospect, of course, because he went to Texas, Mo Bamba got drafted by the Magic. Jaron Jackson Jr. got drafted by the Grizzlies. These guys both seem to have depth chart issues in front of them with, uh, you know, uh, uh, God, why can't I just blanked on the big white dude's name from the Magic. Why can't I remember his name? Vucevic? Vuce, Jesus, thank you. That Vuce, guy. Yeah, Vuce and Gasol, the two dumb white guys. So are in front of these dudes. Do you see them getting on the court and being, uh, you know, productive this season? Mo Bamba, man, they, he needs some help with a trade because Bismack Biombo, I mean, unless you're really just eating that contract, you want him out on the floor giving you something so you can say, hey, he's a warm body that he can actually last 20 minutes in an NBA game. Um, if they don't do that, you know, if they don't trade him, then it could be 10 minutes, 20 minutes for Bamba. 20 minutes, I think he can make some noise in fantasy leagues. Um, some blocks, right. Yeah, absolutely. He's got great instincts for blocking the basketball. Problem for his overall long-term dynasty value is he really fancies himself a perimeter player. And that is just never good for a big man unless you're in a position where you can sort of punt the percentages and take advantage of those threes that they start bringing to the table. Um, that the trade-off never, never really works in, in favor of the player. But I would, we got a lot of time between now and the beginning of the year. Vooch is on the block. If they can get rid of Biombo, they will. And, and I do think that he, even if those two guys are around, he'll have him play in 20 minutes per game by the end of the year. It's just, will he be worth drafting? Right. Uh, Jaron Jackson, I, I like his position at, in, in Memphis. I don't think there's a lot of players that are going to compete with him. Um, you know, Jamichael Green, I think that they're pretty much cooling on him there. Um, I do think that he can give you good blocks. That's going to help out um, percentages. You know, you look at him, he shoots 80% from the line. That you can work with. Good for um, a big man. Yeah. yeah, good for a big man. It shows you that he can improve from there as well. So he could possibly be kind of a better version of Jamichael Green because Jamichael Green gives you the good percentages. He just doesn't give you any steals or blocks. Um, and he can hit the three a little bit. So I, I like Jaron Jackson. He was actually somebody, you know, I was trying to figure out my pre-draft ranks because yeah. I put, oh, so much thought into them. And it was uh, Jackson, I want to say was, yeah, it was five. I, I had Donkic, Bomba, Bagley, eight, and then Jaron. So I had eight and four. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting because we've got the summer league to go through and all that stuff to see how these guys kind of adjust. We have trades to see where they're going to wind up as far as their own depth chart. But I tell you what, if you guys want more of this, go to hoop-ball.com, follow Aaron Bruski on the Twitter machine, at Aaron Bruski, and uh, let him know that uh, you heard him from me because I would appreciate that. So uh, he is Aaron Bruski, and the Welsh and I will be right back to talk some more fantasy football. Thanks so much.